Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Red Carpet Rendezvous Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. So I hope everyone's having a good week so far. I am excited because I'm supposed to get my vaccine or the first dose of it this week, hopefully. Um, I made the appointment, so I hope it all works out. I just always feel like in the back of my mind something's going to happen, but hopefully nothing happens and I get it. But I am just so ready. Like if you told me drinking whale sperm would protect me from COVID, I would go find whale sperm and I would drink it. That's just how ready I am. But anyway, my guest this week, get excited, all of you millennials out there. It is Jeff Timmons from 98 Degrees. And if you are a fan like I was, you are just going to love it. Or if you just like listening to my interviews, you're going to love it. Um, Jeff was amazing. He was so sweet. And I just had a lot of fun talking to him. It was very random, but it was just so full circle for me. Like if my eighth grade self knew that I was going to do this, I mean, I would have been a lot nicer to myself in high school. <laughs> but anyway, Jeff actually lives in Vegas. He did this show a few years back um, before Magic Mike was a thing called Men of the Strip, which is similar to Magic Mike. Um, but he just loved Vegas so much that he stayed. And Jeff and 98 Degrees are actually touring as well, or they will be touring post-COVID because they started touring again, I guess, back in 2014, which I actually didn't know about. Um, But now that I know this, I am totally buying tickets once they go back on tour, and I just can't wait. But Jeff is such a gentleman. He does give me some tea on Britney and a funny story about just like a crazy-ass fan. But, you know, I think I'm going to have to interview him a second time to get more of like the juicy spicy details but anyway he's he's fantastic and I think you guys are all gonna like him a lot so here's Jeff Timmons nice to meet you um yes nice to meet you and basically I I am like your audience I mean you your face was all over my bedroom wall as a child so like when I say all over it I mean all over (laughs) Hey, at my age and at this stage of my life, this is like, I, I love, that's like music to my ears. No Wait, really? That. Okay. Cause I, I was afraid that you'd be like, oh my God, shut up. Like oh, I can't, okay. I like, I know, I don't know. Right. So any of those guys that act like they're too cool for school, that's why we got into this. So girls like you, women uh, like you would tell yes. us that kind of stuff. No, you we're, can call me a girl. I'm a girl. Tell yeah, me I'm a girl. You know, that's fine. You know, well, you know, you got to be careful nowadays. You don't want to. Yeah, yeah. You don't anybody. No, 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 Jeff, you don't have to be careful here. Um, like not at all. I am a little disappointed that you are not wearing a wife beater. Actually, see, that's another thing. Can I even call it a wife beater? I don't think I can. You know what? Right. I do wear tank tops or A shirts. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. what my wife or my wife prefers me wearing no shirt. No shirt. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, you know, dispel all of those, you know, preconceived ideas that that's how I roll around. So I decided to put something with sleeves on or okay. a shirt in general to begin with. So, I mean, I, that's fine. I like that 
the sleeves are short at least right. um you know but, i gotta i gotta at least portray the role a little bit so. yeah you but you also have to show the guns um but i did see on your instagram because i follow you obviously and you did have a shirt with a tank top and i was like oh yes i love that he still wears these i don't know i think it was like from a few months ago that you posted it but that's right like, that's, that's how i roll yeah. around the house i mean you know for a long time there i had I was wearing long sleeve shirts before I met my wife because you know, 98 degrees was not cool for a little bit of time there. And I would get harassed about the tattoo. So I, I would wear long sleeve shirts and my head was down. My wife, when I met my wife, she was like, you need to show that tattoo. I mean, that's, yeah. you created yeah. this group. So I, uh, I'm literally on the same page as your wife. Um, where do you guys live? We live in Vegas. No way. Oh, yeah. actually, yeah, because your show is there. Well, I had a show. It was, yes. yes. I had yes. a show here for a little bit, but I fell in love with Vegas. I lived in LA for a long time in Southern California. And mm -hmm. while it's a beautiful place, I wasn't crazy about it. The traffic drives me a little crazy. The, the, the taxes are a little high and the people aren't as nice. So I, yeah. I came here to host a couple shows, create a show, and then fell in love with Vegas. I mean, I'm, before pre-COVID, I was in LA every other week anyway for meetings or, or work. But, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's 45 minute flight. That's so funny. So you, you and your family just fell in love with Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I live in, I don't live on the strip. I you know, obviously you don't that. live at the Mirage, Jeff, really? Is that what you're trying yeah. to tell me? Okay. Like, cool. like, not like, you know, gambling and, you know, hanging out oh, with strippers. Your family's not a bunch of degenerates. Okay. Yeah. That's also cool. There are other parts of Vegas that are attractive. You know, the scenery is nice. I, um, I shot guns in Vegas. Like we drove like 20 minutes outside of the strip and I was like, this is cool and scary and, and, you know, creepy, but, but it was, it was, you know, the desert, I guess. So if you There's like that. There's a lot that, of stuff to do. There's tons yeah. of stuff to do. Yeah. I mean, you can yeah. go hiking the mountains, although I haven't gotten a chance to, I've been here 10 years and I've yet to hike, but that's there. I mean, there, there, there are lots of things to do outside of the Strip. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, that's fair. I mean, I, I live in Manhattan, so Vegas probably would not be a place for me. Uh, but you know, that's why it makes the world go round, right? Everybody I, like loved, I loved Manhattan. I lived yeah. there. And uh, when we first started the group, I lived in, in Midtown and then um, lived in Brooklyn as well. Not a very good part, but uh, <laughs> now it's a beautiful part. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. But yeah, I love New York for sure. It's definitely, it's not for everyone living wise, but for me, for right now, you know, it works. But um, are, are you from there? No, I, so this is weird. I'm from New Hampshire, but I always tell people that I split my time evenly because I'm 36. So I did 18 years in New Hampshire and then 18 in Manhattan because I'm at the college here. So I kind of feel like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a New Yorker. I'm going to call myself that. So <laughs> I, I spent the year there and when I was there, I could sit, I fell in love with it. The whole yeah. culture, people are amazing. I mean, New York gets this rap that people are rude, but people, I mean, I, I thought the people were nicer there than any other part of the True. world outside of like Asia where yeah. you know, it's just amazing there. But um, mm -hmm. I love New York. That's interesting that you you did think the people were nice because they can be nice. Like everybody can be nice um, depending on where you go. But now getting back to your show, did I read that this show, it's Men of the Strip in Vegas. You did this show um, like a cabaret, almost like a Magic Mike type of show a few years ago. And now is it turning into a reality show for E? It was, it was a, it was a okay. short docu-movie. So we wanted okay. it to be a series, but it ended up not you know, there, there was a, a tragic part of the, not to bring, be a downer, but one of the guys okay. suicide. So oh. we left it all together. Like we, we left the whole thing all together. I mean, uh, so, you know, we, we 
got away from it for a while. But ah. you know, I, I have um, always people requesting opportunities for this to come be a residency here in Vegas. But yeah. Vegas is tough. I mean, we had more success with you know putting it on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, we did like 42 cities in 49 days. And when I originally started it, you know, people were like, why is he stripping? Is he a-? definitely not? If you see these guys compared to me, you'll know why I don't dare take my clothes off next to them. These guys are like, you know, six foot and above, shredded what? to the hills. You don't have like an ounce of fat on your body either. So I don't but know. I'm a like- lot shorter and smaller in stature compared to these dudes. And I'm a lot older. So okay. I hosted the show and created it and presented it. But it was, a, it was a really, it was pre-Magic Mike, actually. So it had yeah. a lot of music involved. It was like a, a full-on production. I had a lot of really great, talented people create the show. And we had a lot of success with the show. Originally, when I put it on the road, we probably had two or 300 people in the audience. And yeah. we had crickets. And then eventually, we started selling out arenas yeah. with these guys. So, you know, five, 6,000 people were coming to the shows. But That's we had success amazing. with it. Again, some tragedy was was involved with that whole production. And so we kind of just put it on, put the brakes on it. And since then, I've been back together with my group, creating television shows, working on a number of different other projects that have taken my attention away from it. But it was a, a fun endeavor for sure. Yeah, it looked amazing. I would have loved to see it, but um, I don't take a lot of trips to Vegas, I guess. <laughs> but maybe, you know, maybe in the future I will. Maybe if they're, you know, if it ever comes back, that'll be my reason to go to yeah, Vegas. We, we've talked about it a couple of times, especially since the streaming services are out and they're looking for content. I've been approached, yeah. hey, would you do a reality series with these guys? So it's it's not out of the question. And again, we toured it. So I think we did, in New York, we did the Gramers- Gramercy Theater. was uh, yeah. the place that we did in New York. On 23rd Street, yeah. yeah and, it, and that place was slammed. A couple of days before, we hadn't sold any tickets. And I was like super worried about it. Yeah. And we put the guys on the streets and, you know, they were telling everybody about the show and they had on their gear and stuff like that, or the lack of gear. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you know, the night of the show, it was like, if you build it, they will come. There was a line around the corner to get in. So I was like, thank God. But, you oh know, that was gosh. actually the catalyst that got us the uh, special, that show. We had some yeah. executives yeah. come in and. And thankfully it was packed and the fans turned out for these guys. So it was pretty amazing. Well, that's cool. So it's probably 20 years since you last sang with 98 Degrees. Is that right? Or when is the last time? No, no, no. The the group's back on tour. We've been on tour since 2013. So we came back. I did not realize that. I thought you guys hadn't done like a, like a televised, like, so you're just, you're touring. Right. So yeah, well, yeah, pre-COVID we were touring. Pre-COVID. We yeah. got back together in 2013 and, uh, you know, we went on tour with New Kids on the Block and Boys the Men. And that was okay. a huge tour. And then we've been touring ever since. So we did that tour with them. That was called the Package Tour. Yep. Sold out arenas, did like Barclays Center and, you know, yeah. Madison Square Garden and, um, and, and venues like that. And then we went on and did a summer tour with O-Town and, and Ryan Cabrera and yes. Mr. Dream. And, All of and my people. All that of my amazing. early 2000s people, yes. <laughs> and then we did a couple Christmas tours. And then, you know, lately, you know, the last couple of years, we just, because we all have families, yeah. we, uh, we only wanted to tour on the weekends. So we did, we've been doing fairs and festivals and casinos and stuff like that. And then, of yeah. course, we did it. So we, we have about 50 or 60, 45 or 50 dates, rather, uh, on the books for whatever, ever, everything opens up. So, so you do, you have upcoming tour dates. That's so great. We do. Yeah, we okay. do. 
Oh, we that's amazing. Yeah, you know, and, and the fans have turned out. Yeah, we've been, you know, really uh, doing a lot of stuff lately, so. When are you guys coming to New York next? Do you know off the top of your head? You know, I, I know we had a couple of dates there. I, I, we were supposed to do, we did something in Brooklyn recently there. I forget, there was a new venue in Brooklyn we did maybe yeah. about a year or two ago that was really cool. Okay. Um, but I know we have a couple of dates on the books for-, for So Brooklyn, it's only, it's York. really only been like a year then since <laughs> you guys have, okay, got that's it. That's right. I mean, literally like, I want to say- we did a Valentine's Day show in, in uh, Hawaii that was really awesome. And then we did a couple shows after it. And then COVID kind of shut everything down, you know, so yeah. we stopped. Now, is it, I mean, like when you first started doing this, was it so weird to be back together? No, you know, it was actually like riding a bike. So we, uh, yeah. we had done, I mean, when you do, when you're in a group like this, I mean, we literally were together every day for, you know, five or six years straight, nonstop, working yeah. together, living together, doing business together, performing together. So, um, you know, it's just like, you know, if anything, it's a little bit easier than it was back in the day because we all sort of went in our different direction, obviously got older and became yeah. a little more seasoned with performing on our own and kind of getting ownership and uh, an understanding it as individuals and how we mm-hmm. perform there. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot more fun. We don't have the pressure that we did back in the day. It's not like, all or nothing. We all have families yeah. years. And so it's like, let's have fun. Let's have Yeah, fun. it's let's almost like you stage. guys are doing this as a side hustle almost, right? Because you guys yeah. aren't really yeah, it's you're not even a hustle. It's like it's like fun. You know what I mean? It, it's like something that we get up and do is you know, we're indulging ourselves, right? We have fans and we're we're reliving the glory days while you know fulfilling ourselves our our you know enjoyment as performers, right? So it's yeah. it's been a blast. We've been really lucky. Yeah. And I would imagine it's nice to just sort of like keep honing your craft and keeping your voice intact. And, you know, I'm sure it's tough. Like, you know, obviously you have a piano in front of you and I'm sure you sing and, and, you know, you exercise your vocal cords a lot, but I would imagine like a year just not really performing is it's tough on you guys. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm a big studio guy. So I'm always in here demoing and creating songs. I mean, I work in, in here every night at some point when yeah. my kids and my wife go to bed and they're over me, I come in here and just <laughs> fuck around on these keys and make yeah. tracks, sing. So, you know, I yeah. try to, but that's a different kind of being in shape. Like being in shape on stage is, is completely different. Singing live. I mean, I can pull my mic over here and sing something really soft or really loud and then tweak it and mess with it. But that's not the yeah. same as like pacing up and down and belting right. stuff out on stage. It's a lot different. Were any of you guys rustier than the others? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I mean, I'm not being PC on it. I mean, yeah. everybody was like ready to go. You know, we whip ourselves into shape when it's time, mm-hmm. you know, it's like get on the treadmill, work out a little bit, yeah. you know, hold yeah. down and drinking and get the diet right. And, you know, we're ready to go on stage. That's good. You're very nice, Jeff. Um, so when you guys, I mean, when you first came onto the scene, I, I felt like you guys achieved a lot of fame and success very, very quickly. Was that scary? Uh, well, no. I mean, being a young 20-some-year-old guy and having yeah. that kind of fame and success, I mean, that's what you envision. That's what you hope for, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't scary. You know, some of the things were unexpected that come along with it. Obviously, there's a business that goes along with the music, right? So that's yeah. why it's called music business or entertainment business, which we had to learn on the fly. And it was sort of an overnight thing. We had been, you know, sort of promoting ourselves on our own and doing a lot of grassroots stuff and touring, yeah. and driving our own Winnebago with our pictures around it, trying to get recognized. And then things emerge like TRL, these platforms that, you know, expose you MTV and music videos and yeah. being on talk shows and 
obviously the radio and then boom, all of a sudden we can't get out of our tour bus without getting swarmed. So it was shocking and surprising, but we would, we definitely were, that's what the goal was. We were hoping, right. you know, but it wasn't it, like, like, I can't even imagine like just the first time you guys got swarmed by girls. Like that must've been so effing crazy. Like, oh, I was like, yes, this is the best thing. <laughs> this is what I dreamed of. You know, of course. I mean, that's what you hope for, right? Yeah. But and I mean, like, sorry. And this is going to be like graphic. I just like, I need to know. And I don't know if you can answer, but like, you, like you guys hooked up with fans, obviously. Right. Like, I mean, well, not Nick Lachey maybe, but I don't know. I, I mean, I can't speak for the other guys. But yeah, there were opportunities out there for sure. I mean, the, okay. that, 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 I mean, that was a that was something that was not hard to do. If that's I was totally thinking that, but I'm like, yeah. I wonder how you guys. But not me. Out. I mean, every night I would go straight back to my hotel room. I would yeah. open up the good book, and uh, you know, you have a little hot chocolate. There. You go to bed. Yeah, mm-hmm. marshmallows in there, a little cinnamon. No, you spike that shit, Jeff. Don't even lie. You spiked it and you stayed rest out. Um, <laughs> rest assured. Yeah, rest assured that was spiked. So, but like, I just was thinking, I was like, you do this, right? And then you've got these like stage five clingers. That must have been really difficult. So, because well, some of it was weird. Some yeah. of that was weird. I mean, there were, there were people that would, of course, take it o- over the line. And, and look, to be honest with you, when, when you first, uh, when that stuff first happening starts happening, yeah. That's what you were excited about. And then, you know, so, suddenly you start to kind of pull back a little bit and go, you know, I got to work in the morning. I have things to do. I have responsibilities. I got to be up. I got to get on a plane. I got to get on a bus. Yeah. I got to get on TV. And so, so you start to go, all right, you know, you start to like sort of, you know, manage your time a lot better. Not to be boring, right. but that stuff's fun in the beginning. And then yeah. you, know, you start well, to go, all right. I think it's funny because like back then there wasn't as much, or actually there wasn't really any social media um, when you guys were first coming on board. Cause I guess Facebook wasn't around till 2007, but um, yeah. And no one really had texting. So I guess it might've been easier for you guys to sort of be like, all right, that was fun. See you later. I Next city. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine uh, being a young person and having that sort of lifestyle with everything that's available now, phones, yeah. and cameras. You guys would have had so many stalkers, like so many. Yeah, and we did already, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine what some of these people go through nowadays with, with what exists with social media. Ah. Yeah. Now, you, cause you weren't married when you were, um, when the group first came out, cause you were no. in college or you just graduated. Okay. I, I, I did. Well, listen, I never graduated. Give me too much credit. <laughs> I, I, I dropped out of school way before. My parents are probably not happy with that. Whatever. Yeah. I, you're, you did, you did perfectly fine, Jeff. I really yeah, don't worry. Right. Um, but yeah. um, no, I didn't graduate. I dropped out like with a quarter left before, Okay. but not even a semester, but um, oh. anyway, uh, we were sort of supposed to be kind of college graduate age. So yeah, that's when we sort of, you know, got, got our, yeah, you you guys were like the grown ass men of like the boy bands. I remember because like instinct was like 17 and you guys came on and I remember my mom was like, yeah, they're like, you know, in their twenties, Lauren, like you need to like, you know, they're in their twenties. I'm like, yeah. And I'm in eighth grade. So whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, look, I mean, that's what it was, right. We were in our twenties and so look, we didn't have, we didn't dance and it wasn't because uh, we were trying to be too cool because we couldn't. And I'm speaking for myself, but, but, you know, cause Drew won Dancing with the Stars. Nick was on Dancing with the Stars and Justin. Kill me. You're killing so, me. So I'm, I'm the low man on the totem pole with regards to dancing, but no, I mean, we were, we were grown men and balladeers and stuff like that. So you said you were in eighth grade, you know, here we are like trying to romance and swoon 
you know, pre-teens. Yeah. Yeah. We did a ton of stuff with Nickelodeon and Disney. So it was always strange for us to get out there and be singing love songs that, you know, to me. little children, yeah. <laughs> Literally <laughs> sing them to me and my girlfriends, like oh, on look. stage, I mean, yeah. Now, now that I'm much older and you are, I'm happy that that happened, right? Yes. So, I know. I was going to say, now that I'm 36, I'm very happy that it happened. Right. Yes. And I, I saw you guys, I saw you at, um, I think it was, it was called Boston Garden back then, TD Bank yeah. North, whatever, when you guys were, but that was, I was in eighth grade. It was so great. Oh my God. I just have the best memories from it. Like I, I just, I, I will always just have really, really happy, pleasant memories. And that's why this is like so fun for me right now. Um, well, it's a joy for me to hear that. So. Okay. I'm so happy, Jeff. Seriously. So you, um, you knew Britney back in the day. Um, did you watch the Framing Britney Spears documentary? I did. I did. I, did. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was engaged. My wife's a big Britney fan. So mm-hmm. and I'm a fan of hers as well. I mean, I, I went and saw her show here. And, yeah. Uh, her manager is a, was our fr- former attorney, Larry Rudolph. Um, yeah. So you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always, you know, all for Britney and certainly happy that that long overdue you know documentary came out and uh i think it's only a matter of time before she becomes emancipated from all that garbage and unfortunately it's sort of like in 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 order to get yourself out of being embedded in situations like that you need to do some some sort of piece like that Mm -hmm. yeah so you in your experience did she ever seem like when she was younger did you ever seem a little off or absolutely not absolutely not and you know, look, all of us are a little off, right? In, in of entertainment, right? And, and, and so, you know, you, to, to, in order to want to be in the, in the public eye or perform, you have to have some sort of, you know, some sort of imbalance there, right? And, and yeah. you know, and to, to undergo the public scrutiny or circumstances that Britney went through, anybody might, you know, get a little off, right? I certainly think that, you know, I don't know her all that well, but my experience with her she's beautiful intelligent talented creative i i think that it's you know it's this is all sort of mired in in negative stuff and folks that are trying to capitalize and, and monetize off of britney and her brain that's just yeah. my opinion you know what i mean yeah no and you make a good point anybody who's in that position of course it's going to weigh on you after x number of years and she's been in the spotlight for like her entire life at this point so Absolutely. yeah, I, I really, I, I did want to ask you about that just because you were literally in sort of like a similar situation, like as she was. So it's just, it's so interesting to me. Um, so you have the tour coming up next year, or is this coming up in six months? Like, have you, do you know yet? Or so look, I mean, there are dates, there have been dates scheduled this whole year, but we just keep having to push them back. Push so back. I think when, you know, like herd immunity and vaccinations are, you know, at a certain level, yeah. everybody feels safe and comfortable. We'll be there. There are dates right there. So it, it could be a month from now. It could be two months from now. It could be six months from now, but it's when it's all safe and comfortable okay. and things are opened up. We have plenty of dates on the books, but there's going to be more dates and that's what everyone just needs to know. There's going to be Absolutely. more dates that we can yes. look forward to. Okay. And what else can we look forward to you or, or forward to when it comes to you? You know, I'm working on a few things. I'm, I'm working in the tech space on some really cool artists, you know, fan-friendly platforms that are about to emerge. And, you know, that's cool. there are two of those that are, are going to be launched here in the next three or four months. I've got some unscripted <laughs> stuff I'm working on. It's, yeah, partnered up with some oh, great production wow. companies. Uh, you know, I've got something, that, a, a documentary that I'm putting out. I mean, just a lot of some script, some scripted stuff. Uh, really just keeping busy. I'm working with a, a football, international American football league. That's really cool. Just uh, trying to keep busy. Cool. The pandemic's 
you know, yeah. although it's bad and terrible and, and all that stuff, it's given me a, a chance to kind of dabble in some other things that I've just sort of been, you know, flirting with for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I did feel like that. I think maybe five or six months ago, I was like, you know, I'm kind of like glad this happened in a way. And now I think I'm like, what did I, the other day, I, this is random, but I went to like a Pilates class, like in a studio for the first time in like a year. And I, cause at first I convinced myself, oh, I'm, I'm used to working out at home. It's fine now. This is all fine. And then when I actually went, I'm like, wait, I really miss normal life. And like the <laughs> things I used to do. And like, so I, where I'm like grateful, like, like I've had a chance to work on some things. I'm just, I'm just ready for it to be. I think the entire know, right? world is ready. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's ready to get yeah. back and be around people. Like go have a meeting in person instead of doing a Zoom, right? I'm on Zoom, yes. you know, five o'clock in the morning till nine o'clock at night, right? Nonstop. So bad. Which, well, it's a luxury to have, you know, be busy, but you know, I'd much rather just sit across from somebody and get their vibe in person, yes. hang out, have some laughs, maybe some drinks, you know, eat some good food. And, exactly. You know, exactly. And, and I think that that's what I mean. Like I was, I was okay with everything. I think even like three months ago, I'm like, I'm okay with this. This is fine. I'll just, this is fine. Like, but really after experiencing things that I used to do that I'm starting to do again, I'm like, Oh, you know what? That actually, it's not fine. <laughs> I actually want my old life. <laughs> so. Life. Yeah. It's called life. Yeah. No, I, I completely relate. I I think everybody yeah. has their threshold. You know, some people, you know, I mean, it's been a long, this is, it's been a long year, right? It's been uh, an eternity. You know, know. Longest year of everybody's it. lives. Yeah. So, 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 so long. Um, I want to see if there's anything. Okay. So one last thing I wanted to ask you about. Um, I mean, I could talk to you forever. I literally could be like, Jeff, can you unblock off four hours for me? But no. So I can talk to you forever too. You're uh, you're so you sweet. I feel good about myself. So no, you're so sweet. So the song that you guys sang, Una Noche, I was thinking about this like a month ago, and I put up this post on Instagram, and I was like, guys, I wonder if 98 Degrees would have been canceled if they sang Una Noche like now, a bunch of white guys yeah, singing we're in not, we're not Latin singers. Yeah, you know what's <laughs> interesting is we thought because there was a certain Latin explosion at that time, Enrique yeah. and Jennifer Lopez. Ricky Martin, yeah. Ricky Martin, we thought we would get some flack back then. Uh, we, we, there, was some, there was a little bit of apprehension about even recording it because it looked like yeah. it was looking like we would try too hard to do something. And, and certainly I'm sure there were trolls out there that thought yeah. about that, but we thought the song was a hit. The guys that wrote it for us, we, you know, we were working with the, these guys. This, the, they're Swedish, so they probably be okay. canceled too. They're not Spanish, not even Spanish. So, but they wrote it. It just sounded like a hitty song, and you know, the song oh, good. number two on the chart. So it, it ended up working. You know, so we, you know, we we liked the song, but at the time, we, we did have those questions in mind, and certainly, maybe we would be canceled today. Well, that's so funny that you guys even thought about that back then, because I was like, back then there there wasn't any woke police, and now you got the woke police that are banging down the doors so but you know what you actually it's only one phrase in that song right it's only una noche so for, cancel for them like it's just oh, yeah just yeah. just that i mean it, it does have a spanish flair to the song yes the yes flair, it does. Uh, the music of the song is is definitely you know has that influence yes yeah. now last thing and I, I will let you go can you just tell me just a crazy crazy story just about a fan experience that you had yeah, I tell this one a lot because this was one of the creepier ones. So okay. you know, like this is back in the day when you didn't have any social media to do background checks on, on folks, but we were doing the, yes. the NBA stay in school program. I'm so right? excited. Okay, sorry. And because uh, this one's pretty weird. And, and you know, there was, at that time you didn't get, 
you know, you didn't get DM'd anything. You got emails. So I was getting somehow a fan found one of my, got my email, my personal email address and was sort of cyber stalking me back in the day with these really crazy messages. And, um, you know, I, I ended up putting, I don't know, blocking her email or whatever, but I was, this girl's really creepy. And yeah. I had no way to see what she looked like. There was you no You never way. wrote her back. You never wrote back. No, no. I was like, I, I love our, our relationship. And, hey, you know, like, I, I, whatever days we spent together were special. I'm like, who is this crazy ass person? Bye. So anyway, I, I forget the girl's name, but it was really creepy and weird. So um, we did the stay in schools program for NBA and we were doing our dress rehearsal at one of the arenas. I believe it was in Phoenix, right? And mm-hmm. we did the thing and, you know, uh, our security guy was like, you know, NBC is here to, someone from NBC is here to do an interview with you guys in one of the locker rooms. So you know, and they had this big camera, there was a cameraman and, you know, this girl was doing the interview and everything. And, yeah. and, and she was really nervous, right? She had a laminate and everything lanyard and was, you know, credentials and asking yeah. all these questions. And our security guy kind of spotted that there, back then there were tapes in the, in the, in the, uh, in the, in the uh, video cameras, right? So there were, there were these tapes and he realized there was no tape in the camera. And he was like, wait a second, what's going on here? No and, and basically way. it was this fan that was, uh, you know, filming us it was just a crazy fan and she he was like what's your name and she was like jeff jeff <laughs> and she started freaking out no, literally no. he had to like drag her out of the out of the place but that's one of them we, we've had a wait we had a that is so funny he crazy. figured out that she was just like pretending yeah and then she was shaking she was like so uh, 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 and he was like man there's something fishy about it right so he was like there's no kick there's no tape in that recorder wait, that is- so weird like was she there to murder you what the hell you know who knows we don't know we she wasn't around to find out thank god so any guns or knives on her god that would have been really scary Never know. That's, pretty, that's pretty good actually it would have been better if you hooked up with her and then she came back just kidding <laughs> that's another time that's another show i don't know what the demographic is for this show but if there's a late no, night no, the demographic- that lives online somewhere else we can talk the demographic about- for my show is is whatever you want it to be so <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This has been so nice. I appreciate um, it. I, yeah. I'm very good at this. So continued success to you. And thanks for having me on. You are so sweet. Okay. So this will be so out that was um, Jeff, this everyone. Wasn't that so funny? He is just so lovely and just such a nice person. I just had such a fun time. And um, he complimented me you guys and he said that I was good at my job so I just wanted you all to hear that (laughs) I'm sorry I'm sorry okay I just I got excited when he said that but anyway if you like this podcast don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple and I have another fun guest for you guys next week so stay tuned one two three four those are numbers but you already knew that If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.